Over the last few months, I have been preaching through the Psalms. It's that part of the Bible where we find the prayers and songs of God's people. And without a doubt, the most well-known psalm in all the Bible is Psalm 23. It is a psalm that children grow up learning and memorizing. It is a psalm that those on their deathbed ask to have recited for them as they near death. It is a psalm that is shared in funeral homes and in cemeteries because it gives us hope in death. And so it seems appropriate on this Easter morning to turn to Psalm 23, to look at these beautiful words and how they point us forward to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. So if you would, you could open up your Bibles or your bulletins. We'll be in Psalm 23. The psalm was written by King David, who began his life as a humble shepherd and whom God raised up to be shepherd over his people as king of Israel. He knows a thing or two about shepherding, and he compares the Lord to a shepherd. Psalm 23. Hear the word of God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Let us pray. O oh, gracious God, we give thanks that you give to us your word. And that your word is full of so much. And it is good in all of its places. But there are those places that we find most comforting. Most tender, most familiar. And Psalm 23 is for many of us one of those places. And so Holy Spirit, we pray that you would speak through Psalm 23 to us today. That you would use me in spite of my sin and my weakness, to proclaim faithfully Your Word and that You would give us ears to hear. That You would open our hearts and minds to be comforted, to be encouraged, to be given hope, to be corrected where needed, and to be pointed to Christ, the Good Shepherd, in whose name we pray. Amen. Looking at this psalm, in Psalm 23, we see how a shepherd provides for our needs, that we all need someone to provide for our needs. And we also see that there is a certain need in the shadow of death that we desperately need to be met. And we see the only way to have it met. Psalm 23 begins by describing how the Lord provides for our needs. It starts in beautiful fashion. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want now, when David writes, shall not want, he does not mean that we will never want anything. I woke up this morning and I wanted a fresh cup of coffee. I often want to go out on a date with my wife. 
But David means that we will never be in serious need. We will never be lacking if the Lord is our shepherd. Our fundamental needs will be met. That God shall provide for us tenderly and abundantly. And David supplies examples to show us the Lord's provision. First, we are told, He makes me lie down in green pastures. This helps us to see that God will take care of our basic needs for rest and food. That just as sheep need green pastures where they can graze, so also we need daily provision of food to survive. And we long to be able to rest at night without worrying, do we have enough for tomorrow? And so we are told God provides for us as a shepherd provides for his sheep. We read after that that he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. The sheep need water to survive as well. But water, depending on where you find it, can be dangerous. It can be moving too fast. It can be too deep or treacherous. And so they need water they can safely access in order to be refreshed not fearing that they will be swept away. That we too desire refreshment and renewal in our lives in a way that is not going to sweep us away. That we don't want to go about our lives weary and downcast and anxious. We want peace and joy and contentment. And the Lord says, I provide this for my people as a shepherd. We then read, He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. That the shepherd would walk ahead of the sheep in order to lead them from pasture to pasture or to lead them back to the safety of the pen at night. And the shepherd would use his staff to gently lead the sheep back in the right direction. They trusted the shepherd that he would guide them in the good way. And similarly, the Lord guides His people by His Word in the good way that we should go. He does not want us wandering around clueless. And so he has revealed himself to us in his word so that we know how best to live. David's description in these opening verses of Psalm 23 is beautiful. And yet David knows better than most that sheep go astray. And the same is true for men and women. That even though the Lord has revealed himself and said, I can and I will meet your most fundamental needs, we often look elsewhere for fulfillment. That instead of trusting the Lord's provision, we can slavishly toil to provide for ourselves through our work and our successes. We want to plant our own green pastures, fearing God may not give us enough. Instead of finding refreshment and contentment in the Lord, we find renewal in eating and drinking and consuming entertainment. We try to recharge our souls using devices that need to be recharged. And instead of following the Lord's guidance, we prefer to follow our heart's desires wherever they lead us. We don't want to be fenced in or corralled like sheep. We want to create our own path. When we go these ways, we may meet our fundamental needs for a time. And we may think it's not all that necessary to have the Lord as our shepherd. We convince ourselves, you know, this sheep's doing all right for himself or herself. I could take care of my own needs pretty well. But eventually we meet a need that we cannot fulfill. We find ourselves in want 
with no way to provide. Eventually, all of us must walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And so in verse 4, the green pastures and the still waters give way to a far more frightening vista. We read, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We can provide for our own fundamental needs for a time, but we cannot avoid death forever. We can eat healthy. We can exercise. We can minimize risks. We could even live in a permanent state of quarantine if we wanted to. But no matter what we do, the shadow of death hangs over us. We try to cast that thought aside and we live each day as if we will live forever. And I know that sounds crazy, but we do. Timothy Keller, a retired pastor and author, was recently diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And in a recent interview, he talked about how he always knew he would die. And he believed in hope of life after death. But when the cancer diagnosis hit, he found himself thinking, What? No. I can't die. This happens to others, not me. And he realized that these were outrageous, illogical thoughts for him to have. But they showed that he intuitively rejected the idea that he was mortal. And we are all tempted to forget that. To live as if we are going to live forever. That we do not regularly deal with the reality that we will die. And when we start thinking about death, particularly our own death, we can get overwhelmed and frightened. We feel death like an impending dread. Like the shadows of the trees that lengthen as the sun goes down. The shadow creeps closer and closer to us. That every day it gets closer and there is no escape. And we can feel like crying out, like our Old Testament reading in Psalm 88, that darkness is closing in on me. Fewer and fewer people I know are around me, and death is coming. It is coming for me, and what lies through it is unknown. There is a veil in death. I know I must go through, but I don't know what going through looks like. Everyone has had to go through, and yet... I don't know what will happen. Thankfully, Psalm 23 gives us hope in such darkness. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Why are we told not to fear death? Because the Lord, our shepherd, is with us. And this is what we celebrate on Easter. That the women came to the tomb early on that Easter morning overwhelmed with grief. And they were fearful that this man who had healed the sick, who had calmed the storm, who had fed the five thousands, who had even raised the dead, death had claimed him too. Even though we believed him to be our Messiah, death was stronger than him. But then the angel told them, do not be afraid. Yes, he was crucified. Yes, he died, but he is not here. He is risen, just as he has said. That Jesus has gone ahead of us, not just to Galilee, but he has gone ahead of us through death and conquered death and come out of the grave alive. 
that Jesus took death and turned it into a mere shadow. Shadows can be scary. Ask young children walking around at night or if they're in a dark house with a flashlight. Shadows can cast all sorts of scary shapes around us. You could even make shadow puppets of fearsome beasts and put them up against the wall and they would look very scary. But shadows do no harm. That if you see a shadow of a scorpion, it will not sting you. If you see a shadow of a snake, it will not bite you. And what Christ has done is turned death into a shadow through his resurrection. He has taken the fear out of the shadow we must all walk through. For we all, like sheep, have gone astray. We have sinned against the Lord. And it is because of our sin that we all must die. And if we die in our sin, we have much to fear at death as we face the holy judgment of a righteous God. But Jesus Christ laid down His life for His sheep. He died on the cross in our place, taking the punishment we deserve for our sins so that we can be forgiven by God and not fear death. This was done out of the goodness and mercy of God, not because we deserve it, but because Jesus loves His flock. Christ has done this for his sheep, but we see at the end of the psalm, the image shifts away from sheep and shepherds in verses 5 and 6. In these last verses, we see the blessed hope that lies through the veil for those whom Jesus saves. We see how God prepares a place for us where want shall never exist. David writes that you, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That our greatest enemies of sin and death are defeated and all our earthly enemies will either be judged or forgiven. Our head will have the oil of royalty. Our cup shall be full, pointing us forward to baptism and the Lord's Supper. And God's goodness and mercy will follow us every day. That we cannot outrun God's love. We cannot wander like a sheep far away from this love. He will pursue us all of our days, ensuring that all of Christ's sheep are with Him forever. These verses no longer depict God as a shepherd but as a dear friend, as a loving father, as a generous king. What better partner to share all eternity with than that? But this fellowship with God forever, in order to have that, we must know the sheep, we must know the shepherd now. We don't know when we will have to pass through the valley of the shadow of death. And our only hope of facing death without fear is by going through the veil with Christ, our risen King. And we must know this Jesus as our shepherd. Notice in verse 4 how the terms shift. In the first three verses, the Lord was talked about in the third person using he and him. He leads me. He restores my soul. But when you come to verse 4, when you're facing 
the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord has spoken to directly. He has spoken to in you and your. This tells us that there is a difference between knowing about Jesus and what he taught and did and trusting in Jesus personally. Relying on Him as your only hope in life and death. Looking to Him and reaching out your hand that you can hold His hand like a child would to a parent and say, I trust you going through this veil of darkness. Or to put it another way, it is not enough to say that Jesus is a shepherd or even our shepherd. We can say that Jesus is the good shepherd and not trust in Him. We can say that we collectively here at the church have Jesus as our shepherd. That's what Israel did, that God is our shepherd and how many fell away. What truly matters is whether or not you can say Jesus is my shepherd. For that is how Psalm 23 begins. The Lord is my shepherd. And these words of comfort are for those who know Jesus as my shepherd. You can talk about Jesus. You can know about Jesus. But do you trust in Jesus? Do you trust in Him as a sheep trusts its shepherd? Do you trust that one day when you face the shadow of your own death, that Jesus will be with you and lead you through? When you think about your own death at some point in the future, not knowing when, do you see that Christ has made it but a shadow for you, that you will pass through it like a veil to be forever with the Lord? Do you see that? If you don't know Jesus as your shepherd, know that He is still calling His sheep today to come and enter His flock. Come and hold His hand and be with Him. Hear the good news of Easter that Christ died and rose again for us that we can have eternal life with Him. That He has gone through the valley of the shadow of death for us and all His sheep will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus and hear His voice in the Word. Come and have your needs met in Him. Come and follow Him as your shepherd. Come to the One who gives us hope in life and death. Let us pray. Oh Lord God, we thank You for Your Word. And we thank You that You still call sheep today. That You are still gathering in Your flock. And we ask, O oh God, that even today and in this place here at Bethel and in churches around the world, that the Word of Easter, the good news of hope that we have, would go forth. And it would go forth as a shepherd calls out for his sheep and that those who do not yet know that they belong to Him would come and trust in Him and follow Jesus. Oh God, we pray that those who are His sheep would not fear. That they would know they can find their rest in Him. And that they have eternity promised with God forever. And that we need not fear death. For death has no claim on Him. In the name of Christ, our risen Lord. Amen.